Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. We are so, so excited to have another guest for you guys today, and this one is someone that I've been following for a while, and probably Krista too. It is Jamie from Spruce Road. If you don't know her, Jamie is the founder and the creative director of, like I said, Spruce Road, and she is known for creating the Shareworthy Design Course, which I have been working through, and you guys, it's amazing. (laughs) Um, Jamie has a few really unique ways of working specifically in that she presents just one logo solution to her clients and she actually has a whole team of designers working for her. So we have seen several questions about both of these in the Facebook group, so we are thrilled to make Jamie divulge all of her secrets in this episode today. Oh, happy to do so and thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited that you're here with us today. But before we dive into all the awesome stuff that Corey mentioned, we'd love to hear a little more about you, like where you got started in your design business and how you got to where you are today, because it had to be quite a journey going from starting a business to having a team and this amazing course and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it took a while. It's nothing is ever like overnight by any means, but Um, Just kind of briefly, my story is I started out in actually studying architecture and um, decided, you know, that's not the route I want to go and um, took one graphic design class in college and was sold on doing that. So I ended up having to transfer because my school didn't offer a whole art program. And so I transferred and just really stuck with design since then. And then I worked in-house as a designer. Uh, which was really fun, worked at a church and then at a university as well, doing like really everything, print materials, t-shirt designs, um, event promotions, alumni admissions, all that kind of good stuff. (laughs) And then I moved on to working for a design studio. So during those first few years, I freelanced on the side, um, just here and there, you know how it goes, like projects for friends or my mom or, um, you know, just here and there projects, nothing that really I felt like fulfilled me and honestly didn't want to do freelancing just because I knew it was going to be a beast and not something that was really easy to do. Um, But then I worked at a design studio in town and uh, just kind of ran into some sticky situations there, just ethically wasn't on board with some of their processes and things like that. So I unexpectedly took the leap into freelancing um, because my husband was gonna move us um, across country in just a matter of months. So I didn't wanna commit to like getting another full-time job. So I took the leap without any overlap, anything like that, uh, which was scary, but it's worked out. It's been been a blast since then. And of course now I'm like all sold on freelancing 
and those doubts of starting my own business are just gone. That like blows my mind that you like almost got forced into it. Like it wasn't really something you wanted to do and you nailed it, obviously. So I think that's amazing. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) It was one of those things that's like when you're pinned into a corner, you just gotta, you gotta make it work. And so my husband was in school during that time. So we really depended on my income. So it's like, gotta, gotta make it work. And I've been really thankful for um, just everything that's happened since then. It's been awesome. Yeah, I cannot even imagine. And the fact that you started out with architecture, just a side question, this is totally off topic from what we're talking about in the podcast, (laughs) but is that like really, really different from what you do now, do you feel? Or is it kind of like their overlap a little bit? So yeah, there's a little overlap. I went into architecture because I love math. And I'm also like, oh my goodness, <laughs> no, <laughs> not into it. <laughs> no, not into the math. That's my husband. <laughs> I, I love math. Pre-cal was like my favorite. So I love math and I love creative stuff. So it was like kind of a marriage of the two. And then I got there and was like, whoa, this is overwhelming. It was the hardest, like, that's the hardest thing I've gone through is I went through like a couple years of that and, um, it just, it's also not a field I feel like that's made for uh, people who want flexibility in their career. And so that was something really important to me too, is like, now I'm a mom, I knew I was going to be or hope to be. Um, and so I wanted something more flexible. So this ended up being a perfect fit. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Okay, so back to what we were actually going to ask you about. (laughs) Um, One thing that I have been really fascinated with that you do, and actually thanks to the course, I'm daring to try it out with one of my current clients, um, is that you present just one logo solution to your clients. I have to ask, though, why did you start doing that? And what was it like the very first time you sent off just the one solution? Yeah, I I feel like it's controversial for some reason, even though Mm -hmm. it probably shouldn't be. (laughs) Um, But what kind of got me into it was just my experience in past as a designer uh, in-house and at the studio I worked at. And it, it just like taught me that there needs to be a better way to do it. Um, basically, how the process goes is I, I would send the client a couple, like two or three options for things, whether it's even like a print piece or a logo. And then they would come back and inevitably you guys have all experienced it where they're like mash up the two logos or <laughs> kind of create like a hybrid of the design. And um, as a designer, that's just super frustrating. And um, I just thought... I always knew which was the best option, pridefully. Like, (laughs) I was like, this is the one you should go with, but I'm obligated to show you two other subpar options. And um, it just didn't make sense. And then also from just a psychological point of view, like anytime there's a lot of options for you, like whether you're going to the nail salon and you have to pick out a paint color, that's so hard (laughs) for me. Or if you're grocery shopping for something like, there's too many options. It's really hard to pick. And so um, there's just some psychology behind it that's just better to show them one option. So that's kind of like the background behind it. And then the first time we did it was like right from the very beginning with Spruce Road, which is about three years ago, two and a half or three years ago. Um, 
I knew I was going to do that. I was sold on it the whole time. And I tried to convince my employers to do that and they weren't, <laughs> they weren't into it. And so I was like, I have to do it. It's one of those things that's like this nagging thought. If you have something you're so sold on and you know that this will be the best for the client and for you and just your overall communication, you just have to do it. So I did it from the very first project and didn't even tell the client, like, this is something rare. I was just like, this is my process. And she was like, cool with it, approved it from the first proof. And the rest is history. Like I haven't gone back to showing options since then. Yeah. I think that is really, really cool that the client was on board and you just have been able to do it like with all of the clients since then. I think what really, because I've known you've been doing this, but listening to you talk about it more in the course, I could, I was having flashbacks. Like I remember certain projects where I sent off the logos and it's like, well, here's three or four. This one, it's like, I really, really hope they pick this one, but here's these others and blah. So you just send them off, like you said, hoping kind of that they pick the one that you know is the right one or the best one. But Usually it never works no. out like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember time. Go ahead, oh. Jamie. Oh, I was just going to say, usually they either, they compromise and go with like the safest route, mm -hmm. the one that like blends in with their competition, or they try to like mash it up because they feel like they need some sort of input because you're asking for it. You're asking for their input. Um, yeah. So what were you going to say, Krista? Um, I, well, I just think that's a really good point because as someone who's not a designer, like I have no business like putting a say into the designs. You guys know what you're doing. We hire you guys for a reason. Like we don't need input. And like input is the reason that my website is hot pink and bright orange because I got to pick those colors, you know? <laughs> like Maybe we shouldn't always have input. So I actually, I really love this. And before we chatted with you today, I was like, my brain couldn't even like handle how it worked and all that stuff. But it makes so much sense now. Like. You guys know what you're doing. You're designers for a reason. Like, hello. I wish everyone did it that way. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I think it takes a lot of confidence and really, mm -hmm. I think it takes a lot of um, trust from the client, I think is the main mm -hmm. part too. And uh, the clients that I work with, they all come to me and they're like, just do whatever you want. Like, we trust you. You're a professional. And those are the type of people I want to work with too. Um, so I think there's really a lot of trust there and a lot of responsibility too on the designers and to deliver because you, you need to nail it. Um, I mean, there's, a, I always do like a couple of what I call like safety net revisions just in case we don't nail it, but there's a lot of pressure on that first proof for sure with yeah. only one concept. Have you noticed any like big differences in either your process or just something about the project overall since you started doing it that way? Maybe sent, maybe like thinking back to when you were working um, for that, for the other design company um, to the way you do it now. Is there any big differences that stand out to you? Oh yeah, there's like a lot less friction, I feel like. I don't know if other designers experience this or this is just where I've worked, but I always felt like there's some sort of friction between the client and myself or just the design team in general, as far as like the designers want to do something great. Like we're passionate about design and mm -hmm. we want it to be this way. We want to use the, the best paper and all these things. And then the client comes back and it's like, womp, womp, like yeah. <laughs> change it. And there's just that friction there. 
and a little bit of a letdown. And I really think not just like in my past experience, but since Spruce Road, that friction is like gone. Like clients love working with us. We love working with them. Um, so it's, I feel like it's just more enjoyable, like selfishly. I need that. Mm-hmm. So that's been the main difference, I feel like. I love it. It's a big difference. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I can totally see how, you know, when the client wants you to Frankenstein two different logos, that makes us really frustrated as designers. So when instead they're just asking for a few small tweaks of their logos, it makes it so much easier to be like, yes, I'm totally okay with that. And I'm still excited to work on your project. Whereas like, with the Frankenstein route, it's like, I don't even want to deal with this anymore. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I don't blame the client either. Like, that's one thing I feel like a lot of time as designers are like, oh, this client, this, they did that, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's on us, I feel like, because we put them in that position to say like, hey, what's your feedback? And then we go hide and we're like, I hope they liked it, you know? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so we're, we're asking for it. Like, literally, we're asking for it. So um, I think it's just a much better relationship just in general. Mm-hmm. So I know that there have been a few designers in our Facebook group that have shown interest in trying this themselves. I remember someone linked to your site here the last couple of weeks, like, here, go check this out if you need help with this, like, logo thing. So I'm curious, what advice do you have for people, myself included, um, for the first time that they present that just one solution to their client? Oh, I love that. That's so awesome. Thanks to whoever shared that. Um, (laughs) But I would say the main thing is to like have confidence in yourself. I know a lot of designers are scared to try it, but I think that stems from maybe like a lack of confidence that this will work. You know, they semi doubt that this will work for them, Um, but it will. I've seen it happen with several of just the Shareworthy Design students. Um, So I think confidence is number one, like believes that the process will work. Um, And then if it doesn't, like, it's really no big deal. Like go back and change it, go back and change the design. If they're not happy with it, that's fine. Um, And then secondly, I would say presentation is everything as designers. We know that Um, presentation is key. So take the time to try to schedule a call with your client. That's what I do. Um, And just send them a link or the PDF to review it. And then I don't ask my clients for feedback at that time. I just say, like, I just want to walk you through how we decided on these things. Um, And I think that they really appreciate that time that we take to actually court them and walk through the rationale. Um, That makes them believe it even more and get more excited. So um, I think that's like a really key step into presenting just anything really design-wise. Dang, I think that's amazing. I love that you get on the call to present it, but don't um, ask for feedback right then for two reasons, because it's a lot for the client to try to take in at once. But two, I've taken feedback on the phone before, and it is not fun. (laughs) You're like protecting yourselves in there, too. So I think that's really smart. (laughs) Yeah, I could think, especially as like web developing, that would be really difficult. (laughs) It's been rough. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um... Well, unless you have any other questions, Corey, I would love to jump into talking about outsourcing design work. 
Yeah, I know. I know outsourcing is one a lot of people are curious about. So let's just go on to that. <laughs> okay, awesome. And this is something I'm curious about. I've outsourced here and there in the past, and I've kind of stopped at this point because it's a lot of work. But people in our Facebook group have asked too. So I would love to know, Jamie, when you started outsourcing for the first time and how you knew it was a good time for you to give it a try. Yeah, so um, this is something I really, I'm really passionate about, and I love having a team of designers. It's not for everyone, so I know prep, I want to preface it by saying this is by no means to convince you to start working with the team, um, but I'll share my experience in case you're interested. I started Spruce Road in January, and then by October, September, October, I hired my first um, contract designer, so I do everything by per project basis, it's just easier that way. Mm -hmm. um, there's a whole slew of reasons, Corey, you know from the course why I like to do it that way. But um, the reason I knew it was I was ready for it was actually from my accountant that I work with, which is an odd way to know like when I'm ready for a new business model, but um, he does our books for us each quarter. And um, he was saying, you know, like you need to spend more money basically was to get some more write-offs. And um, so like as designers, we only really have like our computer, Adobe, some fonts, you know, there's like minimal overhead and I wasn't making like a hundred thousand dollars. So I want to be clear on that. Like it wasn't <laughs> making like a huge amount of money or anything like that. Um, but he's just recommended like, you need to get some write-offs. Maybe you could start hiring some people to help you out. And that was always um, part of my vision for Spruce Road anyways, was to work with other designers. So I just took the leap really before I was ready, which is what I recommend, um, before I was like really booked out. I mean, I was busy, but I wanted to give it time to really oversee the projects and oversee the designers. So um, does that answer the question? I almost like forgot what the original question was. <laughs> no, that was good. You said, yeah. you know, you, there wasn't really like a right time. You kind of jumped in before you were ready and you had an awesome accountant who gave you a good tip. So yeah. yeah. I wasn't expecting it, but I love it. <laughs> I know it's an odd way into it, but it's worked out and I've been so grateful since then. <laughs> so to kind of go along with that, I think one thing that, um, and this wasn't on our questions that we sent you. But um, I think one thing that a lot of people are concerned about is, but I'm not doing the, like the design work. So for Krista, mm -hmm. it's always made sense to me that she can outsource development work. But as far as design goes, it's like, but I'm a control freak. Like I need to be doing this. Like, so how do you handle, I guess, that transition of trusting and passing this off to your team and how do you still um keep basically a hand on the project yeah that's that's such a hesitancy for most people whenever they start hiring out um and that's something i really haven't struggled too much with honestly i i i think it, it's all due to like who i hire so I don't hire someone I really have to oversee a bunch or like a junior designer. That's one way to do things. And that's great. Nothing wrong with that. But um, I went out for people who I've followed for years and like admired their work and was like, they won't work for me. There's no way. And then I'm like, well, I'm going to reach out anyways. And then they do. So I feel like there's this great respect I already have for my designers that I work with. 
Um, they're people that I would trust if I were to rebrand, I'd be like, here, Ashley, like you handle my rebrand. I would trust them for that. So I think for that reason, I haven't struggled too much handing over things. Um, so yeah, I think really it goes down to who you hire. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. Cause I think another huge hesitation designers have is like, okay, people are hiring me because they like my design style. How can I hire another designer? But I, I think the big issue with that comes in where people want to hire more beginner level or people who are um, not as experienced as them. And then that becomes a lot harder to find someone who can pull off the aesthetic your company has already set and things like that. But it sounds like you maybe haven't had to struggle with that as much because you are hiring people who are not going to have a problem, you know, following the look and feel that your company already has. Yeah. And they're, they're also just like side note, every time I get a proof from them uh, before the client sees it, I'm always like, ah, like it's like Christmas morning (laughs) for me. And I feel like the client, you know, so, and I rarely have any revisions just on my end with my team just because they're so good. Um, So I feel like it's something that I just really enjoy doing. I love working with designers. I love following other designers and collaborating. So it's really an enjoyable process for me. And I am a control freak. So if you're listening now and you're like, but Jamie, I'm a control freak. Like I am too. So that's me too. <laughs> but I bet you can think of like a few people that you really admire that, that you would, you would like really enjoy working with. So. Oh, absolutely. And I think the other thing is you kind of have to think about the benefits too. So I'm curious, um, how has having your team just shaped your business? Like as far as the benefits, have you been able to grow better or faster? Have you been able to spend more time with your new family that you have now? Um, But like what kind of benefits have made it even more worthwhile to make that huge step? I mean, yeah, the benefits just go on and on. I really just selfishly, I just enjoy it. I think being a freelancer is isolating enough as it is. And so it's really fun to just have another freelancer to talk to and to share in a project with. Um, So I like that part. I like project managing, which is kind of weird, but maybe that goes back to like my (laughs) math side. I don't know. So so I enjoy that part. And I love like defending my designer on things like, no, we're not going to do another revision or, you know, <laughs> um, so, so I like that part. And then, like you said, more time with family is essential. That's like why I got out of architecture. Um, it's been so like, I could not have had a business without my team, especially this past year, we've just zigzagged across the country moving um, like every few months. And just had a baby. He's now almost 10 months old. And I just don't have time. Honestly, like I work maybe five to 10 hours a week and um, have been able to keep the business afloat. And that's all due to like a really great team of designers that I work with that I just have to do minimal um, oversight of what they're doing. It had to be like a process to get to there. Like there's so much to learn when you start outsourcing, like my brain could explode. So do you have like any specific advice in mind for things people should keep in mind to either working with team members, hiring their first one, just kind of getting started in general outsourcing? Yeah, I think uh, keep it as simple as possible would be rule number one. Um, I work with contract designers, so that makes it a lot more simple. 
per project basis. Um, even in the past, I worked with like virtual assistants and stuff. And I found just for me personally, like it's better for me to hire for a specific task rather than like some ongoing work or like a lump sum of hours booked. Um, so if it's like your first hire, I would say have like a detailed description of what you need done and have things mm -hmm. ready for them or like a project to hand off, something like that is much easier than hiring someone for like, hey, occasionally I'm going to email you to do upload my blog post or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so that's something that I feel like is is like really helpful if you're just starting out. Keep it simple. I love that. Um, I'm curious too, do you have more than um, just designers kind of working for you? I know you brought up um, a VA and I know that's usually the first place people will dip their toes in the water is with hiring a VA. So do you have more than just designers on your team? I have, um, right now I have two designers that I work with and then I have a VA who's great and she does do the lump sum hours, but I've gotten to a place where that works for me. Um, so yeah, those are the main people I've had. And then I also hire out for other services that I wouldn't call like subcontracting, like, you know, copywriting for my site or photography, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, nothing too robust. Um, keep it simple. <laughs> Otherwise you're <laughs> going to be overseeing a ton. <laughs> yeah. Krista, I think that's why you got tired of it, right? <laughs> yeah, I had, I think I had like three assistant developers working for me really regularly. And at one point I was just like, my brain cannot handle this anymore. Like no, no more emails, no more communication, no more fixing things. Like no. <laughs> so maybe I'll try again though now after hearing you talk about it. Yeah. Find like one person that you like working with. That's what I've done. There's really just two right now. And I've had a few more in the past too, but you kind of find who works for you and who has the availability is key also. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, then it'll be easier to manage too. Yeah, the trick is finding someone who's good enough to like trust that also has availability. I found that to be difficult, but mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll see if I can get lucky. <laughs> okay, so Jamie, we are kind of wrapping up here. So I'm going to ask where can our listeners go to just learn more about you and what you offer and just keep up with you online? So the best place would just be my website, which is sprucerd.com, Spruce Road, and then also Instagram, which I don't post as frequently as I should, but that's the one social media platform that I'm on occasionally. <laughs> yes. And if you follow her on Instagram, you will occasionally get peeks at the little baby boy she has, and he is adorable. So <laughs> definitely yeah. go follow her for that. <laughs> yeah, Kate makes a cameo every now and then. <laughs> Well, we are so excited again to have you on and thank you so much for chatting with us. Thank you, ladies. It's been awesome getting to know you guys more and, and thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. 
Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design.